Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He's our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. Sam Phelan, glad to have you guys along. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. And then also, as always, hit us up uh, on Instagram and TikTok for more great Titans coverage coming from Sam uh, and our the rest of our team at A to Z Sports. But we got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us. And they help out all of you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a new a part of your new car buying process or see them in Lebanon. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com. Slash ATOZ and Sam, I'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the show this morning. That would be Aura, who is all about keeping you safe from the dark web. You can use our link, Aura, that's A U R A, Aura.com slash ATOZ, and you get two weeks for free to see how many data brokers are sharing your information. Because I did that last night, and I will tell you guys uh, how many different data brokers had my information and how many data brokers are no longer having my information because I signed up with aura. So that's aura.com a U R a.com slash a T O Z uh, for two week free trial. More on them uh, later on, but Sam, you were in the building yesterday at St. Thomas sports park where Jeffrey Simmons got to open up and really talk a lot um, about his new contract extension that we know a uh, four year deal. Uh, extending for $94 million, uh, $28 million signing bonus. Is that right? 24. I I forget all the numbers at this point, but $66 million guaranteed uh, for big Jeff. And so let's go here uh, from number 98 himself, just about what this means. And I think this moment uh, is something that we all watched or listened to in real time or after the fact, I listened to it twice yesterday. You know, once it was like nine 30 at night, and I'm like, damn, that's real. Here's Big Jeff. Um, you know, my mom, uh, single parent. So, you know, just to see how much we have came from, um, see the journey we've been on as a family. Um, it's crazy. You know, um, I think, man, just from house to house, apartment to apartment, sharing a bed with my brother. And we good, we, you know, it's just not, you know, my kids' kids, you know, this generation wealth as we call it, like, that's why I do it for, man. Every day I wake up. I just think about them hard times where I know my mom didn't feel like it. And for some time I could be like, I don't, I'm hurting. But I think about my mom having to raise five kids on her own. And for me to say, I don't want to do this. You know, that's my motivation, my family, so. Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. I mean, 
what a moment uh even cool to see that kind of go down in person and, and see jeff talking to his family who were all at st thomas sports park and in the room for his speech but i mean yeah that's the moment that uh these nfl guys kind of like dream about is that you get that big contract you put pen to paper 66 million dollars guaranteed and you know I'm good. My family's good. My kids are good. My kids' kids are good. Uh, and that all that work has paid off. Obviously, Jeff has a lot that he's still trying to do in the Titans uniform and a lot that he's still trying to do in his NFL career. He mentioned one thing I thought was funny, Austin. He said, the only time I don't want to be wearing two-tone blue is when I wear the gold jacket. And uh, I thought that was another like headline quote from Jeffrey Simmons. But He's got goals in his career that he's trying to reach. But, you know, this is a major, major milestone that, as we know, a lot of NFL guys don't reach like the, the lifespan of contracts are, are of and careers is so short. Uh, and, and to not only get that second deal, but get such a large uh, investment from the franchise that drafted you a very cool and well-deserved moment for Jeffrey Simmons, who, uh, has his best years in front of him no doubt yeah uh, ken says overall it's dope to see children repay their parents for their sacrifices and I, i'm not gonna lie sam uh when the alarm went off this morning and and i mentioned i watched that jeffrey simmons comment again at like 9 30 last night the alarm goes off this morning it was a little easier for me to get up just because i i literally like am i messing around i thought about that i thought about that last night i thought about the, mm. this morning of like yeah, you got to get up and go. Like you got to do this for other people beside yourself and know that people that were struggling before you and your family that were getting up at that early alarm were doing it for you and how that kind of motivates everybody, right? Everybody can relate to some aspect of that minute 20 seconds of what Jeffrey Simmons talked about there. So, you know, you were in the press conference room. You were at St. Thomas Sports Park. What was the I, – I got chills listening to it live – yesterday what was it like sitting in there you mentioned it was cool but what was it like sitting in there and, and with the rest of the media listening to Jeff go through that it, it is odd it's a weird feeling because it's like it almost feels like you are you, you're the ones asking the questions and taking the video and covering the event but like it, it almost feels like you're not supposed to be there it, it's like it's like Jeff sharing a moment with his family uh, and sharing a moment with Ran and his agent and the people that helped him get to this point and help this get done. Uh, it, it was very similar to, you know, when Ran got introduced and he's speaking to his wife and his kids about his wife's sacrifice and his family's sacrifice for him as he chased his dream to then get to the point of being an NFL general manager. It, it really is a a motivating it's hard not to smile and like tear up a little bit as you like watch it go down but it also feels like i'm not even supposed to be here these are the like this is their special moment that they're sharing and i'm i'm happy to be you know included in this with you and, and getting to to see this come to fruition especially when you see jeff on mm -hmm. a daily basis like you see how hard he works you see the injuries that he goes through we saw him late in the year kind of you know, pour his soul out to the media about I'm playing hurt and I, I, it hurts, but I don't want to not play and I want to win, but I have to get healthy and I'm frustrated and I want to give my all to the franchise. Well, now you see that paid back off to Jeff in a big way this off season and uh, realize that that work has been rewarded mm -hmm. just like 
I don't know. It's very special. It, it's yeah. hard to like describe because, like I said, it it feels like you're in someone's living room. Set like kind of it's like you're intruding a little bit <laughs> almost which is like i said it's odd because it is a press conference he's yeah. speaking to the media and, and like that is the broadcasting live on radio on every other platform and everything right yeah but i mean he directs his attention over to his family and his brother and his like he starts talking to his agent for you know the faith that he had in him and his uncle and, and it's just like I feel like this is a private phone call that I'm not I'm not supposed to be logged on to here, but it, it's uh, no, it, it was very very cool. Now, Andre adds on YouTube. Uh, then uh, Jeff gave a shout out to Amy as well. She could have said no with the incident in high school shows uh, she and the organization value family, and and that was a big deal, right? Because yeah, I was at that press conference the day after when the draft was in Nashville in, in April of 2019. Uh, and, you know, you go to that press conference with Big Jeff and it was a very serious tone press conference for a first round draft pick. Usually the first round draft pick press conferences are fun and light because a guy just had his dreams come true in in his new city. And you, you it was different with Jeffrey Simmons in 2019 because of everything that happened when he was in high school and Amy Adams Strunk sitting right next to him and saying, I trust him. And he told me he wasn't going to let me down and he hasn't let her down and now she gave him 66 million dollars guaranteed and up to 94 million dollars over the next several years and so i think that's pretty big overall and what you see with the connection of business is business and the nfl is a ruthless business but it's still a people business and if you can uh you know trust the people and back up what you say i think that's a big deal and sam that kind of tells me and has me go into uh, what you thought was the biggest, most important comment and what stood out to you the most when it came to what Big Jeff said in his press conference. So we're going to get to what you think about this. And so, Sam, you're going to tell us what stood out to you the most out of Jeffrey Simmons' press conference. But first, let me tell you guys more about our great new sponsor, Aura. Uh, and I did this last night. Anyone can find anything on the internet, including your full name, personal email, home address, phone number, even your relatives. How about this, guys? I downloaded the Aura app last night and I signed up and they found 30 data brokers who had my information and already actively removing my info from 25 of those 30 data brokers. So data brokers profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, anyone else that wants to know anything about you. And our sponsor, Aura, will identify those data brokers who are exposing your info and automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf. Again, they're already doing that for 25 of the 30 uh, this morning. And they'll even opt you out of junk email and telemarketing lists. Aura services also features VPN, password manager, real-time credit and identity theft, monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you've ev you'll ever need all inside of one app and let Aura do the hard work for you, keeping you safe online. If you sign up right now, Aura will give you a two-week free trial with our link. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. Go check it out. I did it last night. Already seeing the impacts from that. Again, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and you got to use that bonus code that you see down below, A-T-O-Z, sports. You use that bonus code. 
uh, and you have a first bet offer where you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So that's the bonus code. It's ATOZ Sports. Find a pick this week. Maybe, maybe it's my Chicago Bulls mm. because Zach and I, Zach and I teased them yesterday. I, I said, don't look now. But the Bulls are are Roman. The, the Bulls are seeing red and they're running in hot to this playoffs. They got a comeback win yesterday. So find a team. I'll be backing them again in Miami tomorrow. But find your team and place a bet. That's ATOZ Sports on BetMGM. And you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. All right, Sam, what stood out to you the most? In Jeffrey Simmons' press conference yesterday, uh, of you know, he spoke for nearly 20 minutes. So what stood out to you the most? Yeah, I think you kind of teased it a little bit with the Amy Adams Strunk comments, but it, it was the overall sense of like mutual, mutually beneficial relationship and mutual trust that is in between the parties of Jeff, his agent, Ran, and Amy. It felt like this specific negotiation, everybody was on the same page. It was something else that Jeff brought up at the press conference was like, yeah, Amy let me know after John got fired that they were, she said, we're going to take care of you. And so I stopped worrying about it because I trusted Amy that she would take care of me in the same way that, you know, Jeff looked at Amy and said, Miss Amy, I will not let you down. And she said, okay, Jeff, I trust you that you won't let me down. And he hasn't. So there's been like a, a lot of mutual trust built up between the two sides. But Austin, something that really stood out to me as I listened to the press conference and listened to uh, an interview over at 104.5 The Zone with uh, Jeffrey's agent, Paul DeRussell, is Rand Carthon's approach to Jeff's extension is a 180 from what we saw with John Robinson and AJ Brown last year. Listen to these comments from Jeffrey Simmons yesterday at the podium talking about Rand Carthon and how he kept his word uh, in negotiations. In Jacksonville, you kind of bared your soul. You showed, you know, talked about playing through the ankle injury and being kind of all in for this organization. Through this process, when did you kind of get the indication that they were going to be all in for you? Well, I mean, I'm, I didn't really know at, at the beginning because, of course, we didn't have a GM in place. But when I first met Rand, you know, our first conversation, you know, was it. You know, when I sat down and talked to him and I, uh, some of the stuff he told me, it was like, you know, I, I would be here in Tennessee and, um, you know, I would say Rand kept his word, he man his word. Um, he just joked with me about that. So and I think that's the biggest thing for me. And um, just hearing it from our owner, Miss Amy. Um, you know, I remember, I can't remember exactly what week it was, um, but of course it was after the fire. And, um, but, you know, just to hear her say, you know, you, you okay? Like, we're going to take care of you here. And um, I think that's what put me at ease. And um, from that day forward, I can say I wasn't focused on you know, um, just to cut this big contract. That's why I put a team in place for that. And, um, you know, my thing has been this offseason, just how can I get healthy and, you know, um, ready for this upcoming season. So that was uh, kind of a story that we heard from Jeff as the offseason played out, that he had first met Ran and had a good relationship with Ran and felt good that he was the man for the job to get this extension done. We heard from Ran saying that this would be a priority for him as he, you know, got started on the job. 
and both sides walk the walk. But here's more interesting stuff. This is Jeffrey Simmons agent Paul DeRussell on 104.5 The Zone talking about how the deal went down, Austin, and some interesting notes about how quickly and efficiently Rand Carthon got this thing done. Rand got hired. Whatever, within two days of Rand had gotten hired, he'd hit me up and sent me a text. But Rand made it uh, very apparent from the beginning that Jeff was a priority. And, you know, they sent the first offer to us at the Pro Bowl. Oh, and, okay. and, it, and, it, and it wasn't a little boy offer. You know, there's a certain level of, you know, sometimes people are sending insulting offers in the first. You know, that's mm-hmm. part of the, process, yeah. the business, as you know. But uh, Rand didn't do that. And he sent, a, a, I would say, a fairly respectable offer at the Pro Bowl when it dropped. Like, at the, like I think the Saturday of the Pro Bowl, we had gotten the first offer. And there hadn't been a time between that day to the first offer until when the deal ultimately got done. That Rand and I probably didn't go a two days without talking in some way, shape, or form. But it was Rand and I, we, we were in constant contact throughout the uh, entire, what, two, three months? was a two-month process of, of getting the deal done. Absolutely. Rand was, a, was good to work with, man. Good to work with, constant contact, not two days without talking, and an offer by the Pro Bowl, which, by the way, is about two weeks after the Titans hired Rand Carthon mm-hmm. that that Pro Bowl is. So he wasted no time, genuinely. Like he said, my first week here is going to be, you know, getting on the same page with Mike, assessing kind of what we have in the state of things, and then it's time to get to work. And he went right after Jeffrey Simmons, the guy he said would be his priority, and the guy he shook hands with and said, uh, I got you, we're going to be okay. So the way Rand handled this thing is just a, a polar opposite of what John did with AJ Brown. Uh, Austin, we yeah. hear about how John and AJ weren't communicating and the team stopped talking with him. And there wasn't really an open line of communication to let these negotiations go throughout the off season. We heard about how, John made an offer that AJ felt disrespected by and then wouldn't move up from that offer. And neither side really gave like budged a ton. We heard about how like the relationship with AJ didn't wasn't in a good spot because AJ felt he wasn't being told honest truth from John or Mike. And that is not what happened with Jeffrey Simmons. This was as straight up as it got. We're going to take care of you. Here's a respectable offer early on. We're going to give, you're going to give. We're going to find a nice mutual ground that benefits both of us. Get a deal done, give you your guaranteed money and make sure that everybody's happy. Like I I was very, very impressed with Rand's process and even more so after hearing an agent, a player and, you know, people speak out about how great he is to work with. Like it's refreshing. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think, Jeffrey Simmons agent was being uh, I think he was being very pointed with his words of little boy offer, or you hear sometimes where there's a disrespectful first offer or a low ball offer. I think he was being very pointed with what he said, because look, he was around when John Robinson was uh, talking to Jeffrey Simmons last summer, right? Remember there was the report that came out at some point in the season that Jeffrey Simmons told a national uh, reporter that, you know, John and the Titans were like, well, we have to find the money and where it's going to come from first. Right. There was, there was that, that 
negotiating tactic from John Robinson that felt strange. And I think with the AJ situation, and again, this is where I think the downfall of John Robinson was the, I don't mean this personally, but like a little bit of arrogance or getting overly confident in his ability to to do the job of thinking that a low ball offer to AJ that he had the ability to do that. And, and so, you know, I think, uh, I think that's where John, John Robinson went wrong and Rand Carthon obviously started off on the right foot with how he began the relationship with, with Jeffrey Simmons and his representation. And it went smoothly, right? It did not get personal. It did not get petty where the AJ Brown situation got petty pretty quickly. And this thing stayed professional uh, and that's why they got the deal done where both sides thought it was a good deal, but both sides thought that they probably could have gotten a better deal for their side, but they were okay with how it happened. Yeah. I mean, it, like it, it really shouldn't be that hard. And, and I think Rand Carthon shows like, Hey, it doesn't always need to be like super hard where you're getting the b- absolute like best value. You're fleecing another team type of like contract. Like he, he identified Jeffrey Simmons as a player of high value. He identified as Jeffrey Simmons as a player he wants to build his core defense around when he kind of gets to shape this Titans roster in his image. He said, okay, well, let's, you know, prioritize and nurture this relationship early. He did that. He nurtured the relationship with Jeffrey's agent. He kind of made sure that the communication was open. He was always talking to them like all the things that it would be like, yeah, that makes sense to do to keep both player and agent happy and prioritize that relationship. He did all of those things. And and so it's nice to see somebody who, you know, came in and said, this is a good player and I'm going to walk the walk and I'm not going to mess around. Like we're going to get this done and bring him in here for what we feel is a fair price. Uh, And we don't need to wait and see where the money's going to come from because, you know, we're paying him the fifth year option money anyway. So let's add money to next year and make sure that he's here long term. Yeah, for sure. A to Z sports here live on this Thursday, Sam, let's get the chat more involved was we have, look, we got your insight. What you thought was super important from that press conference. We talked about and heard from Jeffrey Simmons about what this means for him. And I think another important thing that maybe we'll talk about later on was Mike Vrabel's comment, Mike Vrabel's comment saying, and now we get to continue to hold you to a high standard, which is going to be the fun part, right? So Jeff got the contract and Vrabel's basically saying there right before he, said, you you earned it, you deserved it, but we also get to continue to hold you to this high standard. Uh, so uh, that is, uh, I thought, was imp- impressive as well. But here's the question we want to get the chat involved with this morning, Sam. And so uh, have your comments start flying in on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. What is your confidence level in Rand Carthon after the Jeffrey Simmons contract? Now that Sam walked you through what he thinks uh, stood out the most and what that means for the long term of Rand Carthon, what is your confidence level in Rand Carthon after the Jeffrey Simmons contract? Let's do this on a one through 10 scale. But Sam, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, you need to make them a part of your new car buying experience at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go for your new ride. You can get 0% APR on 2023 Sonatas, Santa Fe's, Tucson's pain bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through a financing process, assisting with buying or trading in your vehicle. 
Forget all of those downtown Nashville prices because you can head to Lebanon and see our friends at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right. Also, with our friends, oh, excuse me, with our friends at BetMGM, uh, you can win all baseball season long with one game parlay insurance. So you can win, but also make sure that you've got uh, yourself covered up because one game parlay insurance with Major League Baseball can get you up to $25 back in bonus bets. If your uh, one game parlay of four legs or more falls just one leg short, so you can get a little aggressive or you can just say, hey, we're, we're going to make this thing work. And we're going to build our bankroll with Major League Baseball one-game parlays because we can get that insurance and 25 bucks back in bonus bets if we come up one leg short. So check it out. Opt in to the Major League Baseball one-game parlay insurance on your BetMGM app for up to 25 bucks back in bonus bets for falling one leg short. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new, ex- new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and other requirements. Rewards issued and knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, I'll send you to the chat. Uh, we ask, what's your confidence level in Rand Carthon after the Jeffrey Simmons contract extension on a one through 10? Uh, what do you got for us? Andre's at an eight. Hassani says 10. Steven says 10. Sam's at a nine. Tighten up's 10. Pistol Ramsey's at a 10 plus. JR is seven. Uncle Joe's a nine. Uh, Ramon is at an 8.5. Uh, Sam switches his to a 10. Matt says 10. Uh, Jerry Lowe says 75%, so 7.5. Uh, seven, he's still new, says Jonathan. Major Keys, 10. Steven says 10. Still a six. Uh, from DSG, a seven from Jeff says he still needs to draft a 7.5 from Jerry Lowe, a three from uh, Dan, a 9.5 from Titans Kyle, an eight from Scott Weaver, an eight from Andre saying got to see the whole offseason and the draft play out, a nine from Mr. Jones, eight great work, but the draft will tell us more. Nine from Drew, 8.9 from Xavier. 10 from CJ, a 9.8 from Deborah, six from Jonathan, five from MB, eight from Patrick Bird, eight from Maserati Mac, eight from Cameron Strong, nine from Trevor. Titan Fox is an eight. Caleb's an eight because of the wide receiver room, because you know, Rand hasn't done anything in the wide receiver room just mm-hmm. yet. Jarvis Mason is an eight. Uh, let's see, we have a solid 10. He is actually making moves to better the team, says Justin Simmons. Uh, a seven from Jabu, a seven from Brent, a 10 from Teddy. Very, very high scores. High rave reviews of Rand Carthon here. So, uh, Austin, one to 10. Where is your confidence in the Titans well, general yeah, manager? There's no way it can be 10. Like, just because, you know, and I said this on Monday with Zach and I had this conversation that a lot of the moves that were made by Rand Carthon this offseason when it comes to cutting veteran players were obvious and were moves that John Robinson would have made if he were still the GM. I, and I also said that I think John Robinson would have gotten a, a big Jeff extension done because of what happened last year. So, I, you know, you have to give Rank credit for how he handled it and how he went through it all and how he set things up. But I think, you know, going anything higher than like an eight, I think is unfair because we have not seen Rand Carthon draft. We have not seen him really sign an, an, uh, an outside free agent to a legitimate deal for a long-term commitment. Like I think the way he's approached things, I like it because the short-term situation, 
But, you know, I think um, my confidence level in Rand Carthon right now is at a seven, which is, I, I think a seven is pretty dang high for a guy who's three months onto the job as the GM. So I say it's a seven as of right now, but I, I think he earned a full point with the Jeffrey Simmons detail, right? Not the fact that he signed Jeff, but how Jeff and how Jeff's agent talked about it and then how other players will hear how Jeff and his agent talked about it. Because now Rand Carthon is creating a positive reputation with players in the locker room and elsewhere around the league where maybe uh, John Robinson, because of how it ended with AJ, wouldn't have gotten that benefit of the doubt from other players. So I give it a seven right there. Yeah, I, I think that's a really fair score. I, you know, I think the morale around Ran right now is at a 10, like amongst the fan base. And I, I understand why uh, you can't give him a 10 in terms of how confident you are in him until you see him draft and see how his draft plays out. Like ultimately, this is why general managers have a full cycle, essentially, of like one quarterback and on a four year contract before they get fired, you know, rehired anywhere or, you know, however it happens. It happens in cycles because you have to see how their draft class plays out. Like, can a guy draft and get productive guys in the draft? We're going to find out. I mean, I'm confident in Rand's ability in the draft because I think he showed some of that in San Francisco. I'm more confident in his ability in free agency. I think this one-year short-term free agency – and the pro personnel scouting that he did with the 49ers shows how capable he is of assessing what his team needs and finding that guy in a free agency class. But yeah, we'll see how he drafts and we'll see, you know, where we're at with the rookie class next year or two years from now, before you go all in on Rand being like a 10 out of 10 type of general manager. But yeah, I'm at a seven, maybe an eight. So probably Mm. like a 7.5 because I don't think there's any reason not to be encouraged so far. Like everything that Rand has done has seemingly been what Titans fans wanted done. He has let go of all and all of the dead weight and trimmed all of the fat that he could to clear as much cap space as he could. He's filled a lot of their immediate needs in free agency on low risk contracts with players that kind of fit the mold of what Mike Vrabel wants. And then he takes the star player who has a little bit of drama around his contract or contract extension, gets it done in efficient professional fashion. I mean, that is check, check, check uh, for Titans fans throughout one month, a month and a half of his tenure here. So a, a good positive start, but it, the chat is right. And you're right. I mean, it all is in the draft. How do you draft? That's how you build sustained success. And that is just something that is to be determined at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, like you, you don't really know how this draft is going to work out until a couple of years from now, but you know, right. the, the best draft the Titans have had as of, you know, recent history was Jeffrey Simmons draft class. But again, like the Titans have one player signed to a new deal. No, I'm sorry, two. Amani Hooker, because he got yeah. a deal uh, right before the season began. So two out of what I believe was six draft picks in the 2019 class got second contracts. Now, AJ should have been here. Nate Davis, I think we understand 
what happened in that situation. Of, he had a lot of money. I mean, he, he had, had a, lot a lot of money, money from a team that had a lot of money to spend on the offensive line and was desperate to do it when it with the Bears. Uh, you know, David Long Jr. was the one where you're like, you let him go for a really reasonable price to the Dolphins, but then there's all this narrative about a, what sounded like a rift between David Long Jr. and Mike Vrabel regarding David Long Jr.'s approach, which I think pissed him off quite a bit. And it should have if that was, you know, Mike Vrabel taking a public shot at, at a player for their them not having the right approach and the player believing that he did everything he to- could to lay his body in the line, then you, you kind of see how that played out. And it was a positional, uh, a position that can be rotated, that can be draft, replaced, repeat with the inside linebacker. And so, you know, that's something there too. Now, uh, Devin uh, brings up uh, that Rand Carthon did allow Demarcus Walker uh, and his seven sacks to walk for chump change. What do you think about that? Because that's something that we haven't really talked about because it hasn't been, you know, we haven't had a, a topic about it on the show, but Demarcus Walker leaves in free agency. He was a really did, solid player. Did, did Demarcus Walker get chump change though? I, I, I thought I wouldn't. I thought the Bears paid him well too. I mean, that 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 was another example of the Bears needing, you know, pass rush. They needed some help on the defensive line and Demarcus Walker like had a good season last year, but I would also say Demarcus Walker to me was uh, a lot of his sacks, I would say, was probably more of a reflection on the help around him than it was. Like, I don't think I noticed too many like super dominant like reps from Demarcus Walker where he went and like disrupted a play by himself. It was a lot of you know Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry are commanding double teams and a lot of attention, and you know he kind of finds his way to the quarterback from there. So I. I wasn't too upset about that. And I I think the one thing that Rand did strategically was you let Demarcus Walker go, you bring in Arden Key to replace him. You you let David Long go, you bring in Aziz Elshire to replace him. So like, it's not like he just let somebody walk without finding, uh, you know, another option to be that guy for the Titans next year. And maybe it's a guy that, you know, he feels fits the mold of what the trains are trying to do a little bit more. Yeah, and Devin says a sack is a sack is a sack. I mean, yes, right? Like that still counts. Right, well, um, right. But I the the question is, you know, how could anybody have had a lot of those sacks because of the situation of like, you know, who is rushing around him? Like, I got a sack is a sack is a sack. But there is something to be said about like how much can how much pressure can one guy create on his own? Yeah. Outside of like needing other pass rushers to be disruptive for him. And you can say the same thing about Arden Key, right? Arden Key has been on defensive fronts who have been very productive, and he's been a beneficiary of that. And and I, I think here's what here's what I think about Demarcus Walker is Demarcus Walker was more of a tweener of an edge defender and a down on the D line defender. Uh, so you didn't he didn't really fit outside linebacker or how they played their three four front. He That's was kind also- of a it was well, a personal he, piece, right? He got three years, 21 million. So I don't know where like you chump change seven million a year is a good bit of money. I mean, that is like that's not a cheap contract for the Bears what, to take. What was uh Arden Key's um contract? Uh let me pull it was that up. I think it was pretty comparable to the same seven-ish ballpark. It it was actually the exact same contract, three years, 21. Yeah. So, so 
so going back, Demarcus Walker is a rotational piece on a defensive front that has versatility, but doesn't necessarily fit as a Bud Dupree edge replacement or, you know, on the D line next to Jeffrey Simmons and TR Tart. And uh, I think Mike Vrabel is somebody that can go find another Demarcus Walker. Like that is Mike Vrabel's strength is to find Demarcus Walker, find who was the other Mario Edwards Jr. Right. Like find that random person. He's been doing it. Like, right. Yes, like he, it, yeah. And so I think that's where they believe they can go do that, where they needed Arden key to replace Bud Dupree's position to replace that body as an yeah. edge outside stand-up linebacker and then go find your DeMarcus Walker, Mario Edwards Jr., you know, in the summer that can come in and have a really good season for you, motivated on a, you know, maybe a one-year low-level deal that can get seven sacks and then move on to the next contract. I think that's just how you build a roster is that you've got to find somebody like that and you can't pay everybody. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting thing about what the Titans, you know, did so far like this offseason in free agency is looking at, you know, they knew that they had some turnover, I guess, that they needed to have in terms of the type of team that they wanted to be in the type of football that they wanted to play and where you attribute resources, uh, I get like is part of that. So uh, yeah, you substitute Arden Key for Demarcus Walker. You substitute Daniel Brunskill, who has a lot more positional versatility than Nate Davis, in for Nate Davis as your right guard momentarily. Uh, you bring in Aziz Alshire for David Long and what they feel like he can do uh, in their defense and his upside. That like you start to plug different guys that both could have saved you money and could uh, you know maybe be a better fit for what you want to do and your positional needs. Yeah. And so Devin says, uh, we finally talked about Walker. I'll shut up for the rest of the show. Uh, you know, I think it was, uh, it fit, right. You know, we, we were not going to talk about DeMarcus Walker on itself. It had to fit a conversation. And I think we found that spot uh, a few weeks after he went to the Chicago bears, uh, and the Titans did sign Arden key. It is Esports here live on this Thursday, Sam, we've got a conversation for tomorrow that I'm really excited about because I see Mr. Jones, Goku, Jay, and some others on the YouTube chat, just having a side conversation about the draft when it comes to quarterbacks uh, that has nothing to do with today's show, but that's okay. We will have a different draft quarterback conversation tomorrow morning that Sam and I are both excited about and, you know, could have talked about it today, but want to spend more time on it tomorrow morning. Uh, an, an angle of this quarterback conversation that we have not touched on and yeah, Noah, appreciate it. Busy day today. Had to drop in and say hi. Uh, appreciate that, Noah. What's up? That, that's my <laughs> response to that. How's it going? Yes, I hope Noah's uh, doing well with his busy day. All right, Sam. So there, were, there was some news that you also saw uh, today, and that was around jerseys, right? You had a couple jersey nuggets that we saw, and uh, I did see Paul Kaharski tweeted out that this day in 1999, so April 13th, 1999, uh, I had just turned nine years old and the Titans had just released their original jerseys uh, on this day in 1999. And then Sam, you saw something else uh, on the internet about another throwback jersey with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going with their creamsicle unis. 
Yeah, this feels like the trend now that like it's this is the trendy thing in the National Football League now is everybody's going back to the throwback jersey. So the creamsicle Buccaneers jerseys are back on the same. Well, they think they announced it yesterday, technically. But uh, yeah, today is the day that the Titans announced their new jerseys. And Austin, it just got me thinking about all of the great jerseys that we have in the National Football League uh, and which ones are the best ones because I, I think a lot of teams have gone away from some of these patterns that I'm like, that, that was such an awesome Jersey. Like I look at the Buccaneers creamsicle and I think to myself, that is an all time Jersey colorway. Why did they ever go to the dark maroon and Brown or whatever they've got going on? So yeah, you take, you take a look here, Paul Karski and this date, 1999, the Titans unveiled their original uniforms. And then the, I mean, just does Mike Evans not just look so sweet in that in that creamsicle orange? Is that just me? I think I think he looks awesome in that. <laughs> All right. So, Sam, let's ask this question. What's the best jersey in the NFL? Right. Just flat out open ended. What's the best uniform in the entire NFL uh, as the Titans have their anniversary of the original Titans uniforms? And the Bucks bringing back the creamsicles. We've already talked about the Titans have teased a little bit of the Euler throwback this year. So, what is the best uniform in the NFL? But I'm gonna tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to go to to get you back to recovery. Injuries they pop up around the corner and scare you, right? They startle you, then they make your life inconvenient. Well, don't wait too long and just think that injury is going to heal itself. It's probably not going to happen or it might linger and take too long. Go get it checked out and help get it fixed. The Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin, right there, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. And BetMGM is giving you a first bet offer where you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you have to use that bonus code. That's A-T-O-Z, sports, on the BetMGM app or betmgm.com. Find your wager. Maybe it's an NBA playing game. Maybe it's a major league baseball game. Maybe it's the NHL, which is coming to a wrap here and the playoffs are getting started soon, but find your pick, place the wager, use the bonus code ATOZ sports. And if your first bet doesn't win, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. It's just another reason why bet MGM is the king of sports books. Cause you can make every play and every game mean that much more on betmgm.com. All right, so here's the news, right? Paul Karski, uh, on this date, April 13th, 1999, the Titans unveiled their original uniforms, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are bringing back the creamsicles soon, uh, they say. So we ask you guys, what is the best uniform in the NFL? There's a lot of comments, Sam. I'm going to send you the comments. What are they saying here? Jay says it's the Houston Oilers jerseys. Mr. Jones says Titans and Oilers. Uh, the current Seattle Seahawks from Ryan. Same thing from Ramon, who likes Seattle. Michael says it's the Chargers powder blue. Same with Jared. Same with Robert. Jimbo likes the Bengals off-white. The 49ers from Eric. Bengals white tiger uniform from Big Ten Jeff. Raiders or the Steelers from Scott uh, the Oilers from Kendall, Seattle from Pistol Ramsey, the Raiders from Tiffany. That's an interesting one. The Raiders. Raiders uh, is just clean, man. Silver and black. Look, hey, does you know, good. you know, I'm a White Sox guy, know, man. And there's some about that silver, white and black that is good. But we're not talking about them right now. They're, no. they're on timeout. Uh, Ryan's on Chargers Navy, Chargers or Panthers from Jay. The Chargers or Panthers from Trevor. The Browns from Stephen King. 
uh navy is awful J- jay does not like any sort of navy jersey uh the like cowboys the from deborah the oilers and the chargers powder blue from david brown uh we have the uh washington's black uniforms the new commander's black uniforms no, no. uh the old school falcons uh, the yeah. Saints and the Browns are the ugliest, says Jay. Eric likes the Titans jerseys. Uh, we have Cincinnati all whites, the Bengals white tigers, Seattle. I think Seattle and Cincinnati white tiger are the two ones I didn't expect to see, but we've seen a lot of. And then mm-hmm. Chargers powder blue is kind of like the well, maybe a cliche best jersey in sports, but it does rock. So yeah. what, what is your favorite jersey in the NFL? I mean, I am a sucker for powder blue. I, I For light blue, powder blue, that I am an absolute sucker for that. Like uh, My high school uh, nickname is the Bruins, modeled after UCLA. And so I've always had an affinity uh, for that color scheme of the, the light blue and the gold. Uh, and the Chargers do it very, very well. Um you know, I think the Chargers is up there. I also think one of the sharpest, like sexiest, is the Carolina Panthers black with the with the silver and and their blue accent. I when I look at Steve Smith and the all black Panthers like streaking down the field on big touchdown catches and runs, that I, I like those. But I think I just I think about it more of Steve Smith being a badass sil- doing it. Rather the than silver the- always loses me with Caroline. I used to love the cam, like Cam Newton and made the Panthers jerseys cool for a little bit, but like the silver just kind of, it's either too much white or too much black to have a color involved. Like oh. it, it, it just do the Raiders at that point. Uh, Brian says the Panthers are doing away with the silver in their color scheme. That's interesting. Well, I'm in that. for that. Cause I don't love the silver in those jerseys at all. I think it, if you just gave me a black and blue, I'm in. Yeah. But the gray is kind of, I don't know. So I, I kind of have two answers. Like if I'm going to go like the alternate jersey that I think is the best looking, I think it's, you know, the Chargers powder blue. Um, and then what I mentioned there with the Panthers. If I'm going classic, like who's every week home and away combo do I think is the best? The San Francisco 49ers. I there it's just something that's just great about that color scheme and how it's set up, not doing too much, consistent, and it, it's strong. Like I, I think the San Francisco 49ers have a great look and it's branded extremely well because I was a Niners fan throughout the 90s because Steve Young's left-handed, I'm left-handed, I need somebody to look at who could do through like me goofy so that is where my Niners affinity come through and they just have that great branding with their jerseys I I totally agree on the Niners package it's just very I I don't know like I like the word branding too that you use because this is something I use a lot to rip sports franchises all the time is I don't feel like a lot there are franchises that don't have very good branding in their stadium Uh, on their jerseys on their field and their playing surface where it's like when I watch the game I want it to be an overwhelming feeling of like this is where I am this is who I'm watching Mm -hmm. and the San Francisco 49ers absolutely have that It, it is a perfect blend of like iconic and classic while also being 
current and modern and like fun and unique. I mean, red and gold, but those specific shades of red and gold, uh, not found elsewhere in the NFL. Like I, I saw a couple comments that said, well, if we're talking classic, you have to look at the giants or the Eagles. Well, I mean, there's a lot of teams that have red, white, and blue as yeah, their like. I like the Giants. Like, I don't dislike the Giants at all. I think those are strong. Fine. Yeah, but, but the Eagles, I I like the Eagles. Sometimes the darker green, I don't like as much. Maybe it's a hot take. I love the green. I don't like the black on the Eagles. I don't think you can do a black heavy jersey with a gr- like a dark green accent. The Kelly the, Green uh, Eagles. The Kelly Green Eagles. Might be the best jersey. Uh, here's a sneaky one that I'm going to throw out there because it, it is something that I think they should bring back and should have brought back a while ago. I need the classic vintage Denver Broncos. I need that that lighter orange, that lighter blue, like just kind of crisp. It pops a little bit more. Give me the old D with the horse coming out of it logo on the helmet. I like the old Denver Broncos branding far more than what they've got going on right now. Yeah, well, it's interesting because when the Broncos came out with their current jersey setup, they were kind of on the f- front end of the modernized jersey design with the with the with the stripes that went up to the points on the right on the shoulder pad chest and the pointed stripes down the pants. That was kind of the early modernized NFL uniform combo in the late 90s when Elway won those Super Bowls. And so it's funny because now you're going back to wanting the old Broncos that at the time, I think felt, everybody has, been, well, I think the whole, like the whole uniform trend, I think has started to go in that direction. Like you start, like the Houston Texans uniforms are the worst thing I've ever seen ever. Like they are so bad. Arizona trash, get rid of them. Denver trash, get rid of them. Like these, that modern like stripe down the side with like kind of no real like colors that pop doesn't really do much for me. Like I, I just think it's very generic type of stuff. Give me some more crisp, clean colors with like and cut out the the third color of your colorway scheme too. Give me I just need two colors. Give me a primary and a secondary. Make them pop against each other. That works. And I think you look at the best you know, jerseys, it's teams that have that. I did like the shot out of the old Atlanta Falcons too. That's another franchise that went from that lighter red that I think made it look really sweet with the black and that bright red to like a more dull version of red that kind of doesn't excite me at all. Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, here's what kind of what I've learned during this conversation is that whenever you try to do too much with your jersey, it might look cool for a couple of years, but it doesn't last long. It's kind of like the uh, architecture going around in Nashville. Man, some of these new modern like pop-up homes, they look kind of cool, but they're going to look <laughs> stupid as hell in 15 years, right? It's like the classics last. That's why we're talking about the Niners, the Giants, the Packers, the Steelers, the Raiders, who are simple, classic, well, the, brand. The, pa- the Packers are not, not a good jersey, but. Well, I think it's because if you dislike the bright yellow, then you're not going to like it. But the, the the design of it, right? Green and yellow is just a it's, it's a, very harsh, yeah, uh, on the eyes. But if you like it, then you're all about it. So I think it's about the classic, simple, clean, crisp, rather than all the bells and the whistles that just burns out in a 
I would, yeah, span. I would 100% agree with it. And, my, and it's part of the uh, part of what I mentioned again with the branding. There are certain teams you can see the colors, not even on a jersey, you can see the colors and know what team's colors those are. You see an Eagles green with a black, you're thinking of the Philadelphia Eagles. You see the 49ers red and gold together, you're thinking of the 49ers. So it, there are versus how many combinations of like red and navy blue have you seen for and you're just like I don't know who that is maybe it's the Houston Texans maybe it's any other team ever mm-hmm. so yeah well anyway uh the, you know, we'll find out what the Titans are going to do with those Oilers throwback uh, later on in the summer uh, as they teased us last I'm excited week I'm yeah. excited yeah it'll be uh Interesting to keep up with, that's for sure. All right, Sam, it's time for the Magic Bucket. We'll see what the Magic Bucket has in store for us. Uh, After I tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans, you can get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. They can take care of you, whether it's uh, your son or daughter who is trying to enter adulthood and you're like, get off my health coverage. Uh, Go get your own health coverage. Well, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help them out. Go to fbhp.com slash ATOZ. I sent that link to somebody uh, I know uh, last week who is looking for uh, better health coverage for them and their situation. If you're self-employed, if you're an entrepreneur, an independent contractor, they can take care of you and make sure that you can get proper coverage for your age, your situation, whatever that might be uh, as well. So check them out right there, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and you can use that bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app to get a bonus bet up to $1,000 if your first bet doesn't hit. So, uh, yeah, find your pick tonight. The Tampa Bay Rays, for my baseball fans out there, are 12-0 to start the season. They're playing Boston tonight. Is tonight the night that the Rays' winning streak comes to an end? So maybe that's your pick. But find a pick, whether it's on that, the NBA play-in tournament, the NHL coming up. But use the code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM. You can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't hit. So, uh, yeah, there's no reason not to do it when you can get some bonus bets on the other side. So uh, get with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Magic bucket time here on this Thursday. Sam, is it time to start fading uh, the Rays? I, I faded the Rays each of the last two nights, and it didn't work out. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. They're 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 well, crazy. Yeah, the Rays yeah. are so they're it so. I hate the Rays. I hate them. All they're right. so boring for a team that just wins. They're like the most boring ever. All right, who's this for, me or you? Yeah, all right, go for me. I'll get mine out of the way. Okay. Um, Sam, um, can you explain to us all the difference between a turtle and a tortoise? No Googling. What is the difference between a turtle and a tortoise, in your opinion? Just off the top of your head. I don't care what your common knowledge of turtle and tortoises are, but you just have to at least sell it to us. All right, well... A turtle is the version that the tor- turtles spend more time underwater than tortoises. You'll see a tortoise more in 
swampy areas. They kind of, they're the ones that you'll see inside their shells on the shore versus the turtles are like a sea turtle where they are going to uh, live underwater. Essentially they'll be hatched, you know, above water, but they will live underwater. So there's a little bit of a difference in their shell patterns too, where the tortoise has more, squares i i don't know if it's called squares or whatever but like how they have patterns in their shells a tortoise has a more detailed pattern versus the ones on a turtle shell will be wider and more spread out uh tortoises also have the like the bump in their shell it's more of a this guy where a turtle is going to have a, a flatter back and a flatter bed on their shell so it's just some sort of like I mean, genetic differences, but really it's, it's the habit. Tortoises are a lot smaller than turtles, surprisingly, unless it's a snapping turtle. Uh, but typically turtles can get to be much larger in size where a tortoise is going to be the, the slow kind of guy that's walking on the side of the, on the side of the street that you'll see. Did you, so you knew that? No, I made that up. You just completely rolled with that. Yeah. I made that up. I have no idea. Sam Wright, because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, because Tall Texan says that turtle lives mostly in the water, tortoises live on land, which is basically That's what I said. What you said. <laughs> so you you just just riffed and just went with that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. I, I, that kind of made sense in my brain, so we'll see. I don't yeah, know. I don't know if that... everything uh, you said was factually accurate, but I think the gist of what you said was pretty accurate, right? Hey, I'll take it. This is yeah. a, a throwback to my improv days, I guess. Where... Oh, you've got improv in your background. I do have I do have improv comedy in my background. Oh, so. I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea. Let's see if I get something. Uh, I, I have not had to do this. <laughs> uh, it might have to be next week, depending on how fast Amazon can get here. Uh, on the next show, I have to wear clip-on earrings and a plastic tiara. Oh, Okay. See, Zach got this one and he kind of, he Did put he a crown, it? he put a crown on his head and like, that was kind of it. And it a was, tiara and a crown are not the same thing. That's what I said. That's what the chat said. But you know, Zach always been in the rules. And he just, is been in the rules. He's yeah, a rule. I don't bender. like that. Uh, well, I will, uh, I will make sure I do my best woo girl impression at some point. Maybe I'm going to look uh, like, you know, bachelorette hitting in Nashville. Um, as what, what are we feeling for these clip-ons? Are we going to get like a real dangly one or just like a black stud or something like who we um, funny story? Uh, I, I don't know. I'll have to see what Amazon can offer and what the price is and how the shipping goes, but funny story. So in the Titans locker room, uh, this was, um, you know, several years ago when me and Zach were in the locker room every day, uh, Nate Washington had some really big, nice, shiny looking earring studs. And one of the other receivers was like, Nate, where'd you get those? How much did you pay for those? He goes, dog, these are from Claire's. <laughs> he was like, these are like 20 bucks from Claire's man. And it was so funny of, of everybody like, wait, what? He's like, he's like, yeah, why would I go spend a bunch of money on earrings? Why hey. just go to Claire's dude. <laughs> So good. That is, hey, that's a Nate Washington playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, there. Was, I, I'll I never forget. That. Uh, dog, these are from Claire's. <laughs> 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 All right, so we'll end you guys with that story. Uh, throwback. Maybe we'll try to find opportunities to do some random stuff there. All right, but make sure uh, you like the show before you head out. Give us that thumbs up. We'd always greatly appreciate that. Like us on Facebook and YouTube. More people watching right now than have liked the show. So let's fix that thing. Hit that thumbs up button. And uh, Buck Rising will be back 
uh, tonight, A to Z Sports primetime at 8. And Sam and I will be back in tomorrow morning on a Friday. So we'll see you then. Uh, appreciate it as always.